Hello everyone, you're listening to America Meditating Radio. We collect wisdom, inspire each other, and empower hearts on demand 24-7. I'm Sister Jenna, host of the syndicated America Meditating Radio. Join us as we talk one-on-one with leading experts who answer life's most compelling questions. Because in a world of uncertainty, we need answers right here, right now. America Meditating Radio, a show for everyone to learn more about this amazing thing called life. And also to 
to be ready to encounter life, because life can be found only in the present moment. Everything wonderful, everything refreshing, they are in the present moment. Therefore, running to the future or getting lost in the past, you miss life. And therefore, breathing in and out is to get back to the present moment where you have an appointment with life. healthy. 
when I walk around feeling that I am better than the other person is a sign actually of mental illness. So I would like to leverage out the interpretation of mental illness and take it away from only when it gets catastrophic do we then begin to address the issue. My friends, family members across the globe, observe your thoughts right now. If they are connected to peace, and the purity of your personality, and a sense of deep freedom as you are thinking that thought, or about to say those words, or about to perform that action based on a choice, please let it be connected to your peace and purity of conscience, because that is mental health. That is a healthy mental state of mind. So we need to begin to curtail this disease from that point on, from the thought level. The moment you get angry, that's when you sit and sort it out. Why? The moment you saw one of your friends rising and seemed to be doing better than you are, why do you feel like you have to compete or begin to defame them or have bad thoughts about them? Why don't you ask them, tell me what you're doing. It looks like what you're doing is so good. I would love some of that. That's okay to do. And we need to start this journey with really amplifying our understanding of life and what life means. Today, I have a wonderful guest, Ninja Ingweng, started his martial arts journey when he was only four years old. He was growing up in a small fishing village in Vietnam, and he continued to train refugee camps where martial arts served as his guiding light while he struggled to learn English in unfamiliar classrooms preparing to come to the good old America. Ninja later worked in security for nightclubs before finally opening his own dojo and building the life he has today. He is now the owner of Extreme Ninja Martial Arts Center in Boston, which currently trains more than 500 students. His new book is entitled Step on the Mat, Life Lessons of the Ninja. Hi, Ninja. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. How are you? Very well, very well. So tell us about your time in the refugee camps and how martial arts actually helped you in your journey. Because right now, America is going through a lot of intriguing times, and we unfortunately have a lot of immigrants who are being detained in detention centers. And when I actually watch some of the images, Ninja, and I see them just staying there, lying there, it's maddening. And I just wish that they would be able to find something to do constructive. It's just horrible. What we're witnessing in the 21st century doesn't even make sense. So what was it like when you were in the refugee camp, one? And secondly, how did martial arts actually start to help you? How did you start it? So when I was in refugee camp in Philippines, it was like basically we got fans in. And it basically day-to-day is you're waking up in the morning, you line up to get food. And then you go home, eat with your family, and then throughout the day, you just basically stay inside a camp. And then for kids my age at that time, they have like little church group that they get together, they pray, and then they do activity for kids just to kind of keep themselves busy and then learning. The only language that at that time I was learning is just Vietnamese, you know, because all the camp was all Vietnamese in that camp that I know. And struggle for me as a young child, you know, I don't know what the word struggle is. Because at that time, for me, it was more like a discover. It's like a new thing. Everybody kept keep us busy. So we didn't really know, like, what's going on as a young child. For me, that was my experience on in the camp at that age. And then for me, as discover as a martial artist at a young age, during the Vietnam War, 
My parents mm-hmm. were fishermen, so they would like smuggle us out the Vietnam because at that time, when your son turned to 17, 18, they're going to automatic volunteer. They have to volunteer themselves to be in the military. So my dad did not want to see my brother growing up in that environment. So they basically smuggled my brother out. And for me at that age, I'm curious, like today I'm sleeping with my brother and then next day I don't see my brother. So I'm mm. curious asking questions. So my dad didn't want a young child to kind of like know why my brother gone. So he put me into martial arts just to keep me like busy. And so mm-hmm. by that way, I am always have activity because at that time in my country, martial arts was more for health. It's not like competing or sport. It's just like for your health. So as a young child, I discovered the martial arts, learning how to punch and kick by the expression. So since then, I love the sport. It's simply because every time you throw a punch or kick, you yell. The frustration, mm-hmm. the emotion came out. So mm-hmm. that's why I love the martial arts at a young age. Wow, that's great. I didn't know that when you kind of are kicking and punching and taking it out, it's sort of actually moving the energy. It's so interesting how you can learn these small things. Some people think of martial arts as merely a self-defense, which is what I was doing, or a physical practice. But it is intended to be more than that, right, Ninja? So for me, martial arts was more health reason. It's just like every single day you keep your body moving and then you create energy flow. But through my journey, I discovered martial arts, not just for self-discover, but for truly discover what challenge or what frustration that you have throughout your training. A lot of time for me, when I found out martial arts is that when you, let's say you're doing a technique, you get frustration. You have two things to kind of discover. How do you react on that frustration? How do you mm-hmm. take the information to add? So, for example, my teacher, at that time, my teacher teach me, as a young age, you we learn two two ways. Either you learn the hard way by not asking questions and then discover the long way, or you can mm-hmm. ask a question. You feel like you're not understanding or you feel like you get frustration. And throughout mm-hmm. my martial art life that I learned is that a lot of time when we get frustration, we need to take a moment to breathe mm-hmm. and understand what is the reason why we get frustration for. If we get frustration, did we ask a question to get more information or we acknowledge that? And a lot of times, to me as a martial artist, you cannot lie to yourself on that point because how you're going to school to learn trading, it's like you learn the technique and then you have to apply right away. So it's like implemented what you learn. It's more like a hand-on. If you don't ask a question and you don't apply, you don't know that's going to work, and especially into self-defense. Mm-hmm. Wow, interesting to know that. My mother used to take martial arts, and (laughs) her teacher literally gave up on her. She was just all over the place. She wasn't able to really get it because I think there were such deeper-rooted messages, experiences to have in the practice of martial arts. Why should someone consider taking up martial arts nowadays? Nowadays, of course, a lot of times people look into martial arts, they think of fighting. For me, mm-hmm. martial arts is not about fighting. It's about you finding yourself. What I mean is that if they have to look at what martial arts deliver for them, for example, body movement, expression. And this day, there's so much evidence that it show that you take martial arts to help you even Parkinson's, ADD, kids that have autism. But for me, if I was giving a message to people, I would say, like, find yourself. What I mean is that take the martial art 
actually see how great that you can build your awareness by learning. Because the word self-defense for me is about self-awareness on any situation that you're in. So, for example, if you know there's a conflict, how would you deflect? That's self-defense. But a lot of times people in life, especially this day, a lot of times people get emotion, anger, and they don't have a way to express. You go in the martial arts class, everybody yell together, everybody understand because we're doing the same movement. It's almost like if you go to gym class, you expect everybody to work out. So it's the same way. They don't have to take martial arts, but every movement into a martial arts, you do daily life. For example, you walk, your hand movement, your feet kicking. So in the martial arts, they have that. So it's like things that you do every single day that you do it. But in the martial arts, you have no choice because you have to be present. Because what happens is when you spar with your opponent or you do self-defense, if you're mm-hmm. not, you're going to get injury. It's very important connection because earlier I was uh, listening about the uh, meditation. And it's about connection. You connect with yourself, how you mm-hmm. be honest with yourself. And in the martial arts, it keeps you in check. Right. It does. It does do that. And that's a good thing because we do need to keep ourselves more in check. Congratulations on your new book, Step on the Mat, which is also number one. Wow. On Amazon's bestsellers list. Good for you, Ninja. Tell us about it and why you chose to write a book on stepping on the mat. The reason why I choose to write this book, because number one, I feel like right now, everybody, including myself, struggle in the life now because I've seen a lot of immigrants that sometimes they said, well, you know what? English is not my language. The reason why I wrote the book because I can tell everybody is that it's easy to do it, especially this day. Why? Because people be able to willing to help. Information is out there, you know, that mm-hmm. you be able to do that. And when I wrote this book, is about my life transformation on the map and off the mm-hmm. map, how I see myself and how much I missed it. And so I want to write this book, not for just the martial arts people, for the people who's not even a martial arts, for them to kind of see. It doesn't have to be a martial arts. It can be any sport that you have Mm -hmm. to apply to it. And this day, I feel like, why don't we elevate each other? Because we live in one earth. We should love one another, you know. I want to kind of like share that book and and the information in there. And I hope everybody enjoy that. And it's not about I'm telling them what to do. It's about sharing information. And so Mm -hmm. by that way, if it inspires them, make the change. Yes, which is not always easy, Ninja. As funny as change is a natural part of life, it's always something that we still struggle with at times. So let's say I do want to take up martial arts and I don't know anything about it. What would you recommend? So for me, I always ask people is that, number one, you have to go check out any gym. And then Mm -hmm. to me, I always believe that when you make an appointment to the gym, people have the tendency to kind of displace what it is for you to see. And then when you sign up, there is not what you expected. For Mm -hmm. my gym, I always tell everybody, I said, just come anytime. You don't have to call. You don't have to make an appointment. Just come in, watch the class. How I teach a class will be the same as every class. Because mm-hmm. the number one thing that I believe is that you have to be honest with yourself. You have to be honest with your family, my own family, and your community. Because this day is about sharing and about finding peace. And each one of us need that. I have three kids myself, and I say this when I see my kid born. I see love, compassion, acknowledge, all that when they just come out. 
So I know right. myself that I want the same thing as everybody wants. And this day I feel like everybody has to push somebody down to be higher. Why don't we yeah. all elevate each other and live in peace? Right, exactly. I have the same sentiments as well. So I know that your three children also practice martial arts. At what age should someone actually begin martial arts practice? Isn't younger better? Uh, well, I teach my daughter. My first daughter was 15 months. The reason why, mm. because at, at that time, I hear people say this, you can't have kids that under three to take martial arts. And to me, I always feel like, especially come from another country, come here, I tell everybody, it's like, yes, it doesn't matter how old the kid is. If that kid comes to my class and I'm teaching them, it's helped me teaching, empower me to have more patience, learn more communication, understand the other person. And a lot of times right. I always feel like, as a martial artist, people have to understand is that everybody comes from different culture, language, right? However, right. the expression should be the same. Like, for example, love should be the same. Happiness should be the same. There's no difference. So for me, I believe that if the kid can run, you can teach them. The kid can right. look up. Because the reason why I want people to understand as martial artists, because most martial arts, when you go into Japanese karate, you have to speak Japanese. You have to learn Japanese, learn how to throw a code of punch and a kick by Japanese name. Same thing with Korean. So for me at that mm -hmm. time, learning English was my first goal because I'm coming to America and I said to myself, I need to know English. So I went and find every place except one place that I know was speaking English. So I put two and two together. For me, it was like, it's not about throwing kick hard, punch hard. It's about like understanding a child, you know, understanding mm -hmm. people. So for me, it's all about that. As long as the parents want to come in to have fun, that's it. Mm -hmm. That's what it's about. Because the class, martial art is about fun. Everything in life is about fun. Kick is about right. fun. Punch is about fun. Yell is about fun. For example, I give you a description a little bit. Most places they call the gym, the dojo. Yeah. Or now this day they call camp. For mm -hmm. me, when I explain to the child, I said there is no different than a playground. It's just different names. Some place called the word dojo. Some place called gym. A playground provides fun, obstacle, challenging, and community. Martial art is right. the same way. It's just a different name of the playground. But for kids, like I said, going back to that, kid is like any age. As long as they know how they have fun, that's what it's about. Yeah, I get that. That's very good to know. So as we move into very interesting times, in your book you also discuss the benefits of having a consistent meditation practice. What have been some of the benefits for you personally? So for me, every single day I wake up at 4 a.m. in the morning, and I do meditation. Meditation is almost like, for example, you know a mirror? When you look in a mirror, it reflected to you. And it's not about seeing what challenges. It's knowing that they're there and how can you move forward from that point. So meditation in my dojo, when I teach meditation, I always talk about breathing. It's about breathing in and about breathing out. And I tell everyone that when you're breathing in, you're thinking about positive energy. When you breathe out, you're thinking about emotion, anger, chaos, whatever, let it out. And that's what it's about. I love meditation because I teach kids that four or five years old meditate. And I told them, it's almost like you're looking at yourself in the mirror. You, you acknowledge what is there, but your goal is one thing. Focus on your breathing because you're not breathing, you are dying. Acknowledge what peace around you. Focus on your breathing. 
That's it. And it's very simple because this day nobody want to breathe. Everybody mm-hmm. have so much anger that they hold themselves in. And as a child, when they get emotion, what they do, they show expression. And then when we become adult, we hide that. Because we feel like, well, somebody's going to judge me because I'm getting emotion. No, it should be like, you should be a child in you. You should let it out and just focus, have fun. That's what life is. Yeah, fun and easy. Fun and definitely wise, because I know we definitely need a lot of wisdom. So tell me about you in terms of the way you feel being in the USA, coming from a different background, still carrying a little bit of an accent. When you walk around, does it even bother you because you're aware of where it's coming from? Or have you ever felt a thought in you of wanting to do something to stop it, to cure it? That's a good question for me because that's how I start the movement for my gym. For example, the reason why I want to make a changing to my life and my community because you can't just go out there and stop. You have to empower yourself first and then you have to be able to create in the community. And then my dream is that each time the community goes somewhere, they spread it out. It's almost like you throw a rock into a water and you have to be consistent throwing because if you're not throwing that wave, that same wave won't even affect anything. The life right now is challenging and everybody has to find a reason. And I love your radio station because, you know, I hope that everybody find themselves in a positive way to listen each day instead of listen something that's not relevant. And, yes, and I agree I with that you. We, we should look at what positive is. Even going back to the martial art, it's like I love the martial art because people only see what winning it, but they don't see consistent of hard work. Is. They don't see how many times you throw a kick, a punch, and sometimes you miss and take thousand, thousand repetitions. It really got one kick in. So wow. same thing. It's like meditation. Life is the same thing. And I think going back to earlier, you asking about change is that I think for us, the weather changing, the sun changing, the uh, people changing their T-shirt every day. It takes a second for them to do it. Why don't they acknowledge that and make the change? Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about 100%. All I'm asking is 1%. Each day, if you do 1%, can make a difference. Mm-hmm. I get that. So now I'm going to kind of shift the conversation, no pun intended. Okay. But what was it like in your days when you were doing security duties at nightclubs? I used to own two nightclubs in South Miami. <laughs> And I used oh, to tell you okay. how much my bouncers used to protect so much drama in the evenings. So what was that like for you? I mean, did you ever use your martial arts in those times? Yeah, I do. All those times, it growing in the 90 to 90. And at that time, my job is to hold a peace. And sometimes... Okay. At my life, I lost in a situation, for example, that I take advantage on. Mm-hmm. Sometimes drunk people don't know what they're doing in some way, and then I would take them out and use the martial arts against them. And right or wrong at that time, it was for the safety of the club because I promised to do my job. But at the same time, I, as a bouncer, take advantage on that situation to improve ourselves. So I'm proud of that moment. But look back. No. As a person, as a martial artist, I look back, no, it wasn't. And, you know, all the years that I worked that place, because of how I was very strict, when I left, we have a couple of incidents, and one guy actually died, you know, in that place. Oh. 
you know, so I'm very strict as a person. And in that life, you either work and then you lost yourself in. And I actually, because of the life, I lost myself in that life. From the beginning, I was working my job and then I lost myself because I worked so long in that environment. And I didn't see myself as like, okay, you know what, I got lost in that. If I go back and would do it again, I would do it a little bit different, of course. Sure. Well, you know, when we're younger, we would always do things a little bit different. <laughs> right. right. Well, I'm very happy for the work that you're doing and uh, wishing you a lot of uh, continued success on your book and much more to come. Thank you. What's your main message that you would like to leave with some of our listeners? I just want to let everybody know that this world, we live in one earth, and I hope everybody loves each other like family, like brother, because... Each day, we may don't look the same, but if cut down the blood, we drain the same way, we bleed the same way, and we have the same color of blood. So I hope mm-hmm. that each one of us live with love and passion mm-hmm. and carry on our life, just be a role model for all the young generation grow up. Mm-hmm. I get that. And Beautiful. If I can give anyone any questions, they can feel free to contact me at extremeninja.com or step on the mat. Beautiful. Thank you so very much, Ninja Ningguen, and lots of continued success. Thanks for joining us. I really enjoyed you. you. All right. Take good care. You're welcome. Life's journey continues, my dear, from one step to another, one kick to another. There are many up moments, and there are some moments in which you feel you can even be more up there. So if you want some more information by Ninja Ningguen, please go to his website at extremeninja.com or go to stepponthemat.com to get a copy of his book. All right, so remember, join us in Denver if you happen to be there July 23rd to the 24th to the 25th. (laughs) And I'm hoping to also pass over in Aspen for a little bit to see a few friends. So if any of my friends are out there in Aspen, please feel free to send me a note. Remember, no one can take away your happiness unless you give them permission and really are here to love each other the same. So let's amplify that love, folks, and let's put love into our narrative. Here's Ricky Byers, Ashe Ashe. Take care, everyone. Ashe Ashe, my life is
I'm Sister Jenna. You've been listening to America Meditating Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Did you enjoy that conversation? Because you can also listen to it on Spotify or on iTunes, 24-7, anytime, anywhere. I do trust we all have inner power to become our very best. When we listen with curiosity to learn more, we grow. So thanks so much for tuning in, and do be easy on yourself. Take care.